This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you uh, on Wednesday, counting down the days until Sunday, the big match against West Ham getting ever closer. Um, but thankfully, we've got some quite incredible Champions League football to tie us over until that point. What a game last night between Manchester City and Real Madrid. Still very much alive. And I'm hoping that the same thing kind of happens in the West Ham game, of course, against Frankfurt on Thursday, keeping that tie around and very much fit and fighting for the second leg, uh, which is obviously next week and in between, or rather, we're in between the two legs in the Europa League. So hopefully something good uh, can come from the game against West Ham on Sunday indeed. I was also looking at the fixtures the other day and is it weird that the Spurs game is on a Thursday? I know it was being rearranged. So it was always going to be in midweek, but it's it's just weird. It's just weird that North London Derby is on an evening. I'm just so used to the North London Derby in the league anyway being kind of, you know, this weekend spectacle. So, yeah, seeing that and looking at where the fixtures are going to fall between now and the end of the season is is a bit odd. And then we've got like the Newcastle game on the Monday and then Everton obviously on the Sunday. It's a strange one um, that we've got these strange, strangely timed fixtures between now and the end. But it means that we've only got, what, a month, less than a month left until until the end of the season uh, is upon us. But yeah, I hope that the games are as exciting as last night's was because it was a hell of a win for Man City. Um, let's go into the chat box. AFC West Mids, good morning to you. Shreyas, Mike, Matt G, Damien, Guna Boy, uh, Stevie. Good morning, guys. Guna, Greg, Simon, William, uh, Des Daunt, musician. Good morning to you. Zander, Avirash, uh, Christopher. Good morning. Thanks, Chris. That's a really nice comment. Really appreciate that. Dhruv, good morning, mate. Virash, Adam, good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing well. Lynn and Kevin and Kieran. Uh, we've got Rich and Canoe and GGTV for you. Um, plenty more of you as well. Fantastic to see you, as always, continuing to make this part of your morning routine. Drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. It's the first that you log in, you get your orange juice, your coffee, whatever. You drop a like on the video. It shows the support for the channel. It shows you appreciate that we're doing this show every single day and we're going to continue to do it because you're enjoying it so much. So thank you. 
uh, as always, for joining me. We kick off, as per, by telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. As I said, we hit 11,000 uh, subscribers over there. I'll be live at 10 a.m. with the boys uh, to chat even more about Arsenal. But we need to get on with the stories. And the first one is that Gabriel Jesus again scored for Man City against Real Madrid in the Champions League semi-final. Don't say this guy can't score in big games and big goals because his finish was excellent. I think there was a lot of analysis around David Alaba's poor defending. Am I the only one that thought that the touch from Jesus was really good <laughs> to turn and spin and get the ball into the right position before he scored? Because I certainly thought uh, that it was <laughs> it was a very good touch and turn and finish. But that really wasn't the focus. All the focus was on David Alaba during that moment, who, yes, didn't cover himself in glory, don't get me wrong. But yeah, I thought it was great. Is anyone else also feeling like they're watching an Arsenal player on loan at this stage? It's very strange. Whenever he does anything, social media, and I'm part of it, certainly explodes um, with delight. It, it feels like this one is... Everyone's kind of come to terms that Jesus will be signing. And whilst I think there's a really good chance of that happening, my goodness is there going to be disappointment if it doesn't happen now because <laughs> the Arsenal fan base has got so much hope and prayers that this deal now happens. <laughs> we have been kind of dangled this carrot or, we, you know, we've been dangled Jesus, if you like. And, uh, you know, he's <laughs> we need him to turn water into wine at this stage to get this deal done. That's what we need. That's what we certainly do need indeed. Anyway, let's push onwards to the next story. Uh, and Hector Bellerin wishes to remain with Real Betis after winning the Copa del Rey. He really certainly does want to stay in Spain and Arsenal will negotiate with Betis at the end of the season about a permanent move for our Spanish defender. Arsenal will need to look to get a significant fee. What I would say is that he only has a year left on his deal. I reckon we'll be lucky to get £15 million for Bellerin, but we need to try and get as much as possible because he's a player in his mid-20s with Premier League experience and we should be getting a decent figure for him. Anything that we do get for him is, of course, um, going to be profit because he came through um, after we signed him at like 16 years of age from Barcelona for very, very small. I think it was like half a million pounds. So anything we do get is going to be profit. But uh, yeah, he does wish to remain in Betis for the foreseeable future. Now, the reason why Erling Haaland features amongst our stories today is because you probably saw it. I know that I saw it and I know that plenty of people have talked about it. But Martin Odegaard did an interview um, with a former colleague of mine, Alison Bender, who did some work with us at 101 Great Goals. And she uh, asked him about Erling Haaland. And he obviously talked about him in a way in which he was like, if he's going to come to England, he has to come to us. It's tongue-in-cheek. Uh, like, I get that we want to blow it up. And we want to read way too much into this. And we want to say, that Erdogan, bring your mate to Arsenal and all that. But look, it's tongue-in-cheek. It was a joke. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. Um, he's going to go to Manchester City or Bayern Munich. They're the two options that he will have. I don't think he'll go Barcelona. It'll be one of Bayern or um, or Man City. And I lean it towards being very much Manchester City. If not, it being done pretty much already. <laughs> he's not coming. <laughs> he's not coming to Arsenal. That being said, as I've always maintained, if we get Champions League football, we should definitely activate the release clause and just see what happens. Nothing will happen, I don't think, but there's nothing wrong with us doing that. But that's kind of, you know, what we should be looking to do. But Odegaard was joking. Um, <laughs> John in the chat, I think Tom just confirmed Haaland. <laughs> yeah, look, he's he's not coming to Arsenal. So don't get your hopes up, guys. I'm sorry to pour cold water on your fire. 
Now, Jed Spence, though, is a player that could be more of a possibility. Uh, he has had a really, really solid season. Um, we obviously spoke about Jed Spence after he battered Gabriel Martinelli in the FA Cup. And I did an interview with uh, a former colleague of mine, Ross Jackson, who's gone to move on to the Manchester Evening News now. Uh, and we wish Ross the absolute best of luck with his new role, that he's been there for a while now. And uh, he really wasn't that keen. And, you know, the interview I had with him um, has stuck with me. And stuck with me in the sense that I had like four people tweet me <laughs> after he got uh, into the Championship Team of the Year, saying, still not want him, Tom. And I was like... All I was doing was reporting what I had been told by someone who has genuinely watched a lot of him prior to this low move. And what this low move has shown is that, you know, he's improved. He's improved a hell of a lot and he's being more consistent. I don't think Arsenal will get him. Uh, I really don't think Arsenal will go for him. I don't think he'll compare Metazaka was at the back uh, and we lost, what was it? Was it 3-1? Something silly like that. Uh, and I nearly went up last time, um, but because of uh, COVID being around, yeah, I didn't want to. Um, let's uh, let's jump into this lag. Oh, the stream keeps cutting out for everyone. Oh, okay. Let's let's disconnect the let's disconnect the cable and go to Wi-Fi. Are we back? Please tell me that we're back a little bit better now. Um, I'm hoping that you can hear me fine. It's back. Okay, yeah. I was. I don't know why I'm trying to use this cable anymore because whenever I use this cable, it's just the... Yeah, it's not working. So we're going to go on Wi-Fi for the moment. Hopefully, you can still hear and see me. I'm not, do, I'm not redoing the show, Danny. We're just going to have a little 30-second mess up. <laughs> that's all that's going to happen. Here we go. Right, uh, let's... Go to our next story, uh, which is uh, Pablo Marie. Pablo Marie. Um, yeah, I thought it was my wife I drove, and it turns out it was certainly mine. Uh, Pablo Marie is wanted by Udinese, uh, and is wanted to be taken there next season uh, on a permanent deal. Uh, what I would look to do, though, is is try to include something which benefits Arsenal. And that may come in the form of a Argentinian right-back called Nahuel Molina. Now, according to Italian media, Arsenal are interested in um, this right-back who I know very little about. Um, Juventus are also said to be interested, but Arsenal have said that you know they're very much uh, in the lead for this kind of race because Pablo Marie is at Udinese and Udinese want, um, want Pablo Marie. So hopefully, fingers crossed, um, we see a player that could come to the club for a lesser fee because obviously um, we're going to include Pablo Marie in the deal. We'll have to wait and see. Um, those that are still complaining about the Wi-Fi, there's nothing I can do about it this morning. Clearly, we're going for a little bit of a patch today. Sky, I really, really need to change our Wi-Fi because it's not very good. Um but Nahuel Molina has scored six goals and got four assists in 30 Serie A games, playing mainly in a right wing-back role, has played at right uh, right back as well on one occasion, has even played right wing, has even played in central midfield this season, believe it or not. Has also played on the left-hand side. He's a hell of a uh, really interesting, uh, versatile fullback, but he's much more of your wing-back style than he is an out-and-out right-back. So... Whatever happens, um, we'll wait and see what happens. But uh, I, I think that, you know, Norton Cuffey, as Reese points out in the chat, is a player that I don't think we should necessarily block the path of. 
So if you're going to sign a player who can play fullback, I would like, as uh, Drew says there, uh, an Argentine Tyler Adams. Um, like that sign of player. But, you know, he's not the same because he's played mainly at centre midfield as Tyler Adams, whereas Molina is more so a wing back. But Tyler Adams is a really good example of one of those players that you should be looking to sign as a quality central midfielder that can also deputise in the fullback positions. That's what I think we should be looking to do. Um, and I think that is our final story of the day, uh, which obviously means that we're going to move on to you guys in the chat box. I'm hoping that the Wi-Fi does kind of sort itself out. I'm really sorry that the internet is a little bit off today. I will certainly go and get a new Ethernet cable, uh, Calvin, because it seems that this isn't uh, working all that well. Fingers crossed it sorts itself out soon. Uh, but let's go to your questions in the chat and keep our fingers crossed that the connection holds for now. Right. I'm just trying to check the feed on my end just to see if it actually changes in any way. Um, let's go live uh, on the YouTube. Let's see. Oh, okay. I look fairly... Although I've just realised that the green screen effect is... It's, that's not really uh, it's not really working, is it? <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's messed up. Hold on. Hey, problem solved. So, <laughs> but it looks fine on my stream, so I'm hoping that you can see this as well. And we look all good, and you can hear me loud and clear. Um, let's jump into the chat box and see what questions we've got. Rich says, are either Adams or Melina really a big improvement on... Ma yes, Rich. Like, massively. A massive, massive upgrade. Tyler Adams, in particular, is a wildly big improvement on Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Melina, I, I don't know, because I don't know enough about him. I don't know what he can bring to the table. I don't know enough. I haven't seen enough of him. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Chairdozy says, uh, if West Ham win the Europa League, no. <laughs> I've answered this question so many times, and I know that people in the comment section moan at me for answering the questions again. What I would say is that you don't need to worry. Fifth and sixth place is Europa League. That That is nearly... If it's the only way that it wouldn't be is if Chelsea somehow fall out of the no even then it would be have to, it would, Man City or Liverpool would have to fall out of the top four which I don't think can happen actually now so fifth and sixth are Europa League places whatever happens the only way that that would have changed was if Crystal Palace had won the FA Cup they haven't fifth and sixth are Europa League places one to four is Champions League if West Ham win the Europa League and finish outside the top six they will become the seventh team in the competition. Seventh place will get Conference League. If Leicester finish outside the top seven and win the Conference League, they will become the ninth team in European competition next season. Um, English, There could be nine English teams in European competition next season. Could. I doubt it because I think the West Ham will still finish in the top seven. Um, but we'll wait and see what indeed does happen. Uh, Philip says, Tom, today's poll, will Arsenal finish fourth or fifth? Yeah, I, I think that they're pretty much, you know, people are feeling pretty confident right now. If we think of a, let's try and get a, a more split divide on something. Um, Vishal says, Tom, would you rather get Haaland and sacrifice one of our problem areas like a backup left back or make all right signings in all areas? Remember, we're not going to make stellar signings in every position. We're not going to make stellar signings in every position, but I don't think that I'd sacrifice what we could do to get Haaland. I think that, you know, we can sign a top quality striker, a top quality central midfielder, and really strong depth in lots of positions. If you told me that Haaland was still going to be an option and we could still strengthen in other areas, obviously I'd be open to that, but we'll have to wait and see. 
Um, let's go to David. He says, do you think Saliba will get any game time next season? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's really hard to know what's going to happen with Saliba because it's so unpredictable. I hope so. I absolutely hope that we do. But there's no telling whether or not we will see him come into the team. We will see him play. There was reports coming out that he doesn't want to break up White and Gabriel. But we know we've got um, we've got this situation where there's European football, there's cup games, there's chances for Saliba to play. So why he wouldn't, I don't know. There's no reason why he wouldn't play. So hopefully he comes back and integrates himself into the team. Mitchell says, do you believe the five sub rule coming into the uh, play next season should have stipulations like at least two academy graduates? Uh, I think it should have stipulations about who you have on the bench, but not about who you bring on. But the five sub rule, I'm, I'm happy is coming back. I think it's going to help. I think it helps with youth uh, development as well. And uh, and obviously player welfare too. Uh, John says, any news on Leno, where he's going? Who would we be looking at? Thanks for Super Jack Daily. Um, John, uh, I think that, or Jack rather, when it comes down to Leno, he will be off probably to Germany. Somewhere in Germany will likely take him. The other links were to Turkey. Uh, who's coming in? Matt Turner's coming in because we've already signed him. Uh, he will be joining the club in the summer from New England Revolution. He is Leno's replacement. Uh, a really exciting uh, American goalkeeper. I say exciting. He's mid to, to late 20s. So he's still fairly experienced in his time in the US, but he's a US men's national team uh, international goalkeeper, has started ahead of Zach Steffen on a number of occasions, and you know is really highly rated and appreciated. I think it's a good move for Arsenal. Uh, Bradsky says, Hey Tom, love your show. Happy to see you getting the recognition for your hard work. Thanks, mate. Quick debate, Tammy or Darwin Nunez? I would lean towards Darwin Nunez over Tammy Abraham, personally. Uh, let's go to Reese, who says, Paul should be the number one striker out of the four favourites. Oh, I prefer that. I like that. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do a striker poll, should we? Which striker would you sign? Uh, let's go. I know that people will say, I want two strikers, and you're right, so do I. But still, let's try and change it up. We're going to go for Gabriel Jesus. We're going to go for Darwin Nunez. We're going to go for Tammy Abraham. Uh, and we're going to go for, who's it makes sense? Ozimen, I suppose, is the other big link, isn't it? So we'll go for Ozimen as the other one. Uh, there's your four. Get your votes into the poll. Uh, I will not put Schick in this because we're not heavily linked to him, unfortunately. Um, but there's your four options for the poll today. Uh, Luis Suarez to Arsenal A. No, not for me. Shreya says, Hi Tom, do a poll on Osman Nunez or Abraham. Well, I mean, they're all three of them are in the in the poll. So there you go. Uh, Jeremy says, Tom, can you explain why you want Genie to be the Xhaka replacement? His progressive carries are in the bottom 20% of Europe and his progressive passing and pressing numbers are in the bottom one. Jeremy, you know me, I love my stats, but I would say don't take any notice of, to be honest, this season of what he's been capable of PSG. I just, I just don't buy into it. Um, I look at what he's been capable of at Liverpool. I look at his numbers from Liverpool and what he's done in the Premier League and when he's given responsibility and time and given that, you know, that feel-good factor about being a starting player and a guaranteed player week in, week out in the Premier League. And I would look towards that. I think it's also why you shouldn't necessarily buy too much into Yuri Tielemann's stats this season for Leicester. I don't take things off one season when the context tells me not to. I think there are times where you can look more at one season, say with Patrick Schick, for instance, and how he's grown and becoming more of kind of a late bloomer. 
and you can look more towards that. But I think you need to apply context around stats and that's what's important. We know that Wijnaldum can and is a world-class player. I just don't think he's having the best time of it at PSG and it's just not the right environment and place for him, to be fair. Uh, Olu says, Hey Tom, Man City's depth in full-back outside Cancelo and Walker is very average. Do you think that we have an unrealistic expectations on the replacement for our starting eleven, I mean, Man City's depth obviously is affected by the the, the Benjamin Mendy situation, where they invested fifty million pounds, um, and that has you know fallen away from them, out of their control. So, if they if say they had they had signed a player for fifty million pounds, they add them into Zinchenko, Cancelo, Walker. That's a very good base of fullbacks. So I think there is an expectation that you can have a very good base of fullbacks and keep as many of them happy as possible. But it is always going to be tricky. What helps is when you have versatile fullbacks. Cancelo is a very versatile fullback. You look at someone like Tomiyasu, a very versatile fullback that can play left, right and in the central uh, part of the defence. That always helps when you go to sign multiple fullbacks. Uh, Leagues says, Tom, what do you think of Jesus and Nunez, uh, Neves and Vinaldo Cucurea and AMN as a backup right back so Norton can develop? Um, Jesus and Darwin Nunez would be fantastic forwards to sign. If you said we were signing Genie, Vinaldo and Ruben Neves, again, that's a very good addition to the central part of the midfield. You think, though, we'd only end up getting one. I think we'll only get one central midfielder because Xhaka, because of Lukonga, because of Partey. Kukurea, I'd be very, very happy to see come to the club. Maitland-Niles, I think, should move on. We don't even need to keep him, to be honest. Um, I would go for someone else in in that kind of versatile fullback role. Uh, Andrew says, if Arsenal get top four, has Arteta's gamble of not signing anyone in January worked? Um, no. Uh, hold on, sorry. Let me read that again. Andrew says, if Arteta get top four, if Arsenal get top four, and has Arteta's gamble of not signing anyone... Yeah, of course it has. <laughs> of course of course, it's paid off because we get top four. It's still a gamble. You know, if we don't make it, that's going to be one of the biggest reason why, in my opinion, that we don't get it. But it was a gamble. And a gamble, the clues in the name, you know, there's always a chance that it, well, it could work, but that it was a huge risk. Certainly worthy of criticism at the time. And still now, if we don't make it, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But... Uh, I think it was still a huge gamble. But if we do get top four, it pays off hugely. And, you know, we haven't invested where necessarily we um, we might have then been able to use that money in the summer. So let's wait and see what happens. Uh, Lynn says, after watching last night's game, Mikel will need to buy very wisely, especially if we get top four. I mean, if we're going to compete with any of these types of clubs, my goodness, have we got to improve our squad massively so complex says why do you think the team's mentality has continued to fail over the last few seasons even with different managers when they found themselves in a decent position but don't capitalize it's a 10-year problem it's a 10-year problem that's been ingrained towards the end of the Arsene Wenger era continued through the Unai Emery era when he lost faith and connection in his team and ultimately the dressing room relationship fell apart and Mikel Arteta is uh, is repairing that by overhauling the squad we are seeing a team that is much, much different in terms of its mentality to the one that we saw over the past decade. And that is props to Arteta for achieving that. And hopefully it stands us in good stead in putting us ahead of schedule and finishing us in the top four this season. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Yes, there is an Emirates Cup this year. Um, it's only one day, I believe, and I don't know who we're playing. Um, so there you go. Alvaro says, hey, Tom, who do you think will sign at striker besides Jesus? I have no idea. 
I know that's a really cop-out answer, Alvaro, but I have no idea who uh, we're going to sign. Um, we could sign Ozimen Nunez. Um, who else have we got? Uh, Tammy Abraham, Jonathan David, uh, Joel Felix, Dybala, Ivan Tony. We could sign any of them. Jesus looks very likely from the way that this story is developing. But I have no idea <laughs> who we are going to sign alongside him, if anyone. Uh, let's go to uh, Rob, who says, Vijnaldum isn't world-class, looks good in Klopp's system, but many Liverpool fans were sick of his lack of progressive passing by the end. I disagree personally, Rob, but that's, again, it's all about opinions. I'm not going to tell you right or wrong, it's just opinions. Victor says, any updates on Runison? Uh Yeah, there is a small update on him, actually. Uh, he, currently playing in, in Belgium, uh, the basically they're unable to afford him uh, which i know may seem crazy to you but his 1.5 or 1 million pound valuation is actually more than than they can afford uh, he will return to arsenal in the summer and my assumption is that he'll probably be let go of uh a, for a smaller fee uh, a smaller fee than maybe we expect i'm just having a quick check on his because he got injured as well he's only worth 1.08 million he's currently playing uh, for Leuven um, and has played 17 games conceding 25 goals and has got two clean sheets um, actually conceded 32 goals in 20 games he was doing okay for a bit got injured um, and has come back into the team but you know has not been by any means amazing so I imagine he'll leave but maybe not back to Leuven who probably can't afford the £1 million fee that it would cost to get him in uh, Alvaro says, hey, Tom, who do you think will sign at striker besides Jesus? I've already answered that one. Martin says, I went for Nunez. I don't buy into the idea of spending big money on someone you lose for almost two months every few seasons at a crucial time when they disappear to the AFCON. Um, the AFCON is only as far as I'm aware every four years, Martin. Uh, is it not? Right. <laughs> when is the next AFCON dates uh, for the next one? Is it not? Is the next one not 2025? Is that when the next one is? Uh, where is it? In Guinea. Uh, it's in 2025. Is there one in 2023? Let's have a quick check. Oh, there is one in, in 2023. Okay, fair. It's every two years. That shows my inability to know that. I still think it's. I still think it's not a reason to say no to a player, especially when you can get. I mean, think about Thomas Partey. We missed him for what? Three games. You know, he came back after the group stage. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, and I wouldn't be saying no to a player just because they have African Cup of Nations commitments. That's why you need depth. If you sign uh, a player that's part of the African Cup of Nations or could potentially be, then you sign a player that can compete with them in that position that isn't. So you've got that backup. But to say that you wouldn't sign a player just because they're going to go off the African Cup of Nations, I think ignores a hell of a lot of quality that you can get into your team through it. So there you go. Uh, Lynn says, I love our team, um, but we will need so many quality players because our young players, in my opinion, cannot cope with the Champions League. David says, do you know anything about the two American guys that we've signed? Yeah, I've, I spoke just recently about Matt Turner, very highly rated. Austin Trusty was fairly highly rated. I expect him never to play for Arsenal, to be honest. It's my, I think he'll go on loan in Europe and then eventually be sold. I think we're basically being used as a bit, of, a little bit of a vehicle uh, to get him into Europe at the moment. But I might be wrong, but that's the feeling that I get with that deal. 
Uh, Jeremy says, is Paqueta for 60 million worth it? I feel his addition would level up our attack and truly unlock Martinelli. Signing him could change those squeaky one, two ones and wins into four nils. Oh yeah, I mean, he's worth 60 million euros. That I should have a doubt. He's a fantastic player. And if Arsenal could get him, they definitely should. Uh, Rich says, what do you think needs to change at centre-back if Saliba arrives and holding leaves? Is that enough or do we need a fourth choice? Any ideas who, if so? Um... It depends what happens with Pablo Marie as well. If Pablo Marie goes and Holding goes and we just have Saliba, then I think, yes, we probably do need to bring someone in. That being said, maybe we could consider Tommy Asu a right-back option, but then we'd have to go and sign a right-back. So I think it, that all of those factors are important when considering what we do with the centre-back position. I think next year, Tommy Asu has a chance to become much more of a centre-back option for Arsenal because it seems like we're being linked to quite a few of these right-backs. So maybe that is the plan that we're looking in that position for extra quality and depth. Let's wait and see what happens. Um, Marcus says, who leaves in the summer? We need a bigger squad to cope with Europe. So does this change your mind on who goes? Who leaves? I don't think so. I don't think it changes my mind. I, the only one that would is El Nenny. I think El Nenny probably stays now. Um, I probably would keep him in the squads. Good depth, good squad player. Good for you know the experience in, in him. But I'd still move on Leno and Cedric. And if someone came with a good bid for holding, I'd be open to it. Um, <clears throat> who else would I move on? Torreira's obviously leaving. Genduzzi's leaving. Maitland-Niles, I would move on. Reese Nelson, I would move on. Lacazette, I would allow to go. And Ketty, I would allow to go. Pepe, I would allow to go. Um, who else am I missing? I think that's about it. I'm sure there's a couple that I'm forgetting. But yeah, I would let all of those go. Um, it's not... It doesn't change of being in Europe. We need to replace them. And, of course, you have to think about the, the kids that come through and can also deputise in certain roles as well. Uh, Anthony says, Is Basuma still a viable option to go for in midfields? Uh, we don't know what's going on with that case. I haven't heard anything about that case, uh, unfortunately, to give us any indication of what's happening. I might just have missed any kind of news on it, but I've not seen it. But the links since that certainly came up have completely gone away completely gone away Bradsky says it will be interesting to see how Edu and Arteta recycle the squad with Mainzi, Tura, Bellerin, Eddie, Laka, Leno and Pablo Marie to likely to leave if and when um, and adding funds into the club look we're going to try and sell players on this summer that's an absolute like given players are going to leave this summer as we overhaul more of the squad Edu talked about not wanting to to overhaul too much but I think naturally we're going to see a lot of players are going to move on as well um, Alberto says tactically I think Tommy coming back helps as it will allow Nuno to bomb forwards and Granite can cover uh, I think that we have Tommy in there and that certainly balances our back four as you say Alberto and it will help Nuno so him coming back now is the best possible time that we could have to got Tommy Yasu back hopefully he starts against West Ham uh, the robots will eat you says I saw your comments on selling Tierney for 50 million pounds if to Real if we could get a replacement in who's just as good who is that replacement for you it's a really good question you know because you've got to find someone who's as good as Kieran Tierney but remains fitter than Kieran Tierney uh, I think you look to players like Grimaldo at Benfica as a possible option I think you could look to Raum uh, the German international um, as, as another possible option for Arsenal Left-backs, Tagliafico, Ajax, people talk about very highly of as well, although he struggled to find a move away from Ajax. 
I'm unsure of who that would be. I would need to do some more research into some left backs um, as possible cover. I like Timothy Castagna. I like him for his versatility at Leicester. Maybe that's someone that we could consider looking at in the future. Um, but if yeah, if we can get a player as good as Tierney, that's more reliable and remains fitter for longer periods of time, I think it's a no-brainer to to consider that move. Why wouldn't you? sign someone as good as Tierney if I told you we were getting someone as good as Tierney and has got as good a character as Tierney and you know remains fitter than Tierney why wouldn't you do that so who knows I don't think it will happen for them you know for the record I think Tierney will stay and if he does great I hope he stays fit but that's always the big question surrounding Tierney is can he can he stay fit uh Gray says is Xhaka one that will be staying past this season um, I'd love uh, him to always have got the impression he was out the door. He looks like he's going to stay, and I think he is going to stay. I'd, I'd be shocked if he left in the summer transfer window, to be honest. Um, ben Johnson from West Ham says, Craig, more of a right-back, is he not? I suppose he has played left-back at times. Tyreek Mitchell's a good shout. Alfonso Davies is never going to leave Bayern for Arsenal. I'd be shocked uh, if he left, that's for sure. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. Please, if you haven't already, drop a like on the video. Let's have a quick check on our poll before we go. Um, 45% would have Gabriel Jesus. 36% would have uh, Nunez. 4% would have Tammy Abraham. And 15% would have Victor Ozymen. Very, very interesting that Jesus is leading this list. Is that because he looks the most likely? Very interesting indeed that he's been ranked there above those three strikers outright. So fantastic stuff to see people getting more on board with the Gabriel Jesus hype train. We'd love to see it. Please do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be live over on the Arsenal way at 10am. It's been a pleasure to speak to you guys as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.